the This Week in Music History podcast with Marty Miller from Nova.ie and Radio Nova. A very good day to you and thank you for checking out our little podcast. We do it weekly and it takes a look at the week in music history. So this is the week from September 26th until September 30th. What went on years gone by? Were you born this week? A happy birthday if you were. We'll be saluting some radio trailblazers because even though this is a podcast, if there was no radio, there'd be no podcast. You'll also hear the audition tape that landed Bruce Dickinson, Iron Maiden, from 1981, that demo. And we remember Cliff Burton of Metallica, who died this week back in 1986. And speaking of death... Let's start on a lovely positive note. In 2021, the founding member and bassist of Status Quo, Alan Lancaster, died at age 78. Now, he officially left Quo back in 85, but he'd return quite a lot for guest appearances, 2014 being his last. Here he is talking about the Quo. Don't get me wrong as far as not enjoying what we're doing. It's becoming stayed, it's becoming stale. We still get up there and we enjoy it on stage for that two and a half hours, but the rest of it is a bore to us. And to that, for that to get into our systems and uh, get on stage where it becomes a real bore on stage, we don't want that to happen. And it's approaching that now. So we want to get out. We want to be fresh, in other words. This week back in 1965, at the end of a European tour, Roger Daltrey knocked out Keith Moon, resulting in Roger being sacked from the band. Guess how long he was gone for? A day. Here's Keith on Roger. What about the little singer? What's your opinion of him? Well, I think he does a damn good job out there. Uh, personally, I mean, I wouldn't go out there up front with nothing to protect me but a small microphone. But uh, he manages to like, revolve it so fast that when people do throw things, uh, he gets sort of desiccated egg and uh, sliced tomato. Uh, I turn my symbols up this way so that uh, at the end of the night I have a salad mixed. 1969 this week, the Beatles gave us Abbey Road, the final studio recordings which featured two George Harrison songs, Something and Here Comes the Sun. So, what about the name of that album? How did that come about, Paul McCartney? You're making an album and... Towards the end of the album, you start thinking, well, we need a title for this. So you're looking around, you're fishing around. And the engineer, Jeff Emmerich, who is our, our Beatle engineer, did all the great sounds for us, was smoking cigarettes called Everest. We kind of looked at that and said, Everest, big, it's heroic. That could be good for the album. So that was the working title. But the more we thought of it, we went, no, this is not great. And just one day we were in Abbey Road working and... I just sort of said, well, look, you know, why not Abbey Road? It was this week back in 1981 that Bruce Dickinson joined Iron Maiden. Here's his actual audition tape, and you can check out much more of this on Nova.ie. It was a television debut this week in 1964. In uh, September 27th, it was in Los Angeles. The Beach Boys appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show, performing "I Get Around" and "Wendy." Now these youngsters, I referred to them as my Swedish friends, and to my amazement, three of them, who are brothers, uh, tell me they are Swedish. They live on the coast, and I found most of our fine Swedish friends up in the Minnesota section. 
You're a fine combination. The youngsters love you, so let's play a song from. Will you ever sing a song? The Beach Boys. Round, round, year round, I get around, yeah, get around. Extremely sad. 1986, the world woke up to the news that Cliff Burton of Metallica was dead. An absolute terrifying accident. The rest of the band take up the story of what happened that night on that tour bus. The sound of screeching brakes and uh, being flipped around like a piece of clothes in a dryer. Just got woke up, like hot coffee getting poured all over me, you know, from the, the coffee machine. And, you know, the bus was on its side. What happened? Is the bus going to blow up? Well, I jumped out of the bus, took off. Did the 100-yard dash in about seven seconds flat. And we're standing out there in our underwear and, you know, 10 below. And I heard everyone screaming except for Cliff. And I thought, oh my God, something's wrong. So I mentioned at the top of the podcast we'd nod some trailblazers. In 1968, the American radio DJ Dewey Phillips died at age 42. He seriously was one of the pioneering disc jockeys of that time. In 1954, he was the first one to ever on the radio play Elvis. Now, if you can figure out what Dewey is talking about on the radio, more power to you. Oh, yes, sir, good people. So, Phillips, which bring the hottest cotton picking thing to country. Red hot blue coming through WHBQ and Hotel Chiska on the magazine floor. Ain't that right, Diz? That's right. Play call Sam Putney. Get your wheel bar load of mad hogs. Run them through the front door and tell them Philip sent you from red, hot, and blue. Telling you, I got a new song we're going to play here. They're going to cut loose this new, cut loose this new song. It was September 28th, 1991, when Guns N' Roses gave us not one, but two albums. Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Our second major album, we wanted a headlining tour, you know, and to do it right. And it feels great. I'd say the first half of the first CD is more in line with Appetite. It's all new songs. And the second half of the first CD has Coma and November Rain and The Garden. Some really experimental numbers for us. It's a great story from 1987 when Pink Floyd gave us their 13th studio album, A Momentary Lapse of Reason. Now, can you think of the album cover? 800 hospital beds on a beach in Devon. Storm Thurgerson, who was responsible for a lot of Pink Floyd artwork, went on to tell us the story, but my goodness. Uh, no photo trickery whatsoever. Everything on the cover was real. And I wanted to shoot it in LA, where the light would be better. Couldn't find the beds. So we had to do it in England, and we found 700 wrought iron Victorian hospital beds. And we took them down to a beach in Devon. The microlite is there in the flesh for learning to fly. The dogs are there in the flesh for dogs. And then there was a French maid. I'm trying to work out why the French maid was there. We were just about to shoot and it rained. And this is English rain. And an English rain is more like a grey event. So I had to cancel the shoot there and then, undo all the beds, all 700 of them, carry them back up the cliff, put them back in the lorries. Anyway, we did it two weeks later and it was fine. But it was a crazy shoot, seriously crazy shoot, and unbelievably expensive. And more nods to all things radio, this time across the water. At the close down of the Pirates, BBC's Radio 1 
was launched in 1967 on September 30th. Household name, Tony Blackburn, the first man behind the record decks and on the mic. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to the exciting new sound of Radio 1. As the first DJ on this pioneering new station, it was not long before Tony Blackburn became a household name. I uh, went in with The Breakfast Show and modelled it on what I'd been doing out on the pirate ships for quite some time, bringing about American radio into this country with personality and terrific jingles, and, um, and we did it. Yes. The combination of Top of the Pops and Radio 1 was enormous because uh, we had the monopoly at that time, enormous audiences. I mean, my first breakfast show on Radio 1 was 21 million. You know, every morning, 20 million, 21 million people, gigantic audiences. So immediately, within the space of a week or two weeks, you became a national name. And that is a look at this week in music history from September 26th until September 30th. My name is Marty Miller. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. We do it daily on the radio and on Nova.ie. But for now, thanks for listening.